The last few weeks, we've been hearing from our Lord in the gospel and in the other scriptures about discipleship and what that all means. And now that we've sort of gotten that down, he goes into a little bit more detail uh, about what it takes to be one of his disciples. And so he's going out and he's mixing with different types of people who uh, were not regarded all that highly, the tax collectors and the sinners of, of undeterminate uh, type. And they all want to listen to him. They all want to hear what he has to say. And so the Pharisees and the scribes are grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. Because, of course, in their eyes, he was supposed to keep himself clean and undefiled in many ways, but one of those ways was by not associating with outcasts. And so Jesus tells them two parables. There's the parable of the lost sheep and the parable of the lost coin. In the first, of course, the shepherd has a hundred sheep and one goes missing. And Jesus asks, which one, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not go and leave the ninety-nine and then go find the one he's lost? And similarly, the woman, uh, having ten silver coins, loses one. And he says, Uh, Which one of you would not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search diligently until you find it? And when she has found it, or he has found the sheep, they call together friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice, for I have found what has been lost. Now, these parables, uh, I think today, might be a little hard to to see the the impact of, because um, we, we live in sort of a throwaway society. Uh, and most of us don't have much to do with livestock. Sure, we might uh, enjoy a nice steak or a lamb chop now and then, but to us, they just come in little wrappers in the grocery store. We don't really have any hands-on uh, relationship with that. We have, have sort of a disconnect with our food. And, and that's one thing that I noticed uh, when I was in China, is that people in China have a much different relationship with their food than we do. It's very fresh, and by fresh, I mean fresh. Uh, So when you go to the market, everything is alive, and uh, the only thing that wasn't alive was the alligator, for obvious safety reasons. Uh, But everything else is uh, killed right there for you, and uh, you know exactly where your food comes from, and I think that might uh, lead to more of a gratitude over the blessings of food, but that's a whole different story. So for us, what's a sheep? I don't know. We can imagine that to a shepherd, a sheep might be an important thing. It's part of his livelihood. Uh, It's a valuable thing. But you also might imagine that uh, losing one here and there might just be the cost of doing business. Um, When we lived in Pennsylvania, we had chickens. And every now and then, a red-tailed hawk would come down, and there went old Matilda off into the sky. You know, and and, uh, it was... A little upsetting, but we we didn't lose any sleep over it because that's just the way life works. But in this case, the shepherd drops everything. He leaves the 99 and goes to find the one. And similarly with the woman and the coin. I have seen, and I'm sure you have seen, uh, on the sidewalks or the streets, you might have passed by and seen uh, a coin, a penny, a nickel, a dime, sitting on on the pavement, and people just walking by. Or you may have even seen someone reach into his or her pocket to pull something out, a 
coin falls on the ground, and they notice it, but they just keep going because it's something of such little value that it's not even worth bending down to pick up. But this woman in the story that Jesus tells is, has a different outlook. She lights the lamp. She sweeps the house. She doesn't stop until she finds what was lost. Now, maybe, just maybe, even in the time of Jesus, and I don't know this for sure, I don't know what a sheep was worth or what a silver coin was exactly worth in comparison to today's uh, commodities, but perhaps even in his time, these things were accounted as little or small or not worth the effort. Because certainly, in the, at least in terms of the sheep, it doesn't seem to make much sense that a shepherd would leave 99 sheep unattended in the wilderness, surrounded by wolves or whatever else, to go find one that's maybe, probably already dead. But he does it anyway. And so in this way, Jesus illustrates to the, to the Pharisees and the scribes who were grumbling against him the wideness of God's mercy, just as we sang in the hymn uh, preceding the gospel reading, that God's mercy is so wide and so overflowing, as we heard again from, uh, from the uh, reading in 1 Timothy, that I am the foremost among sinners, but God's love overflowed so that I, the foremost of sinners, might show how much, just how much grace God has to everyone else. And Jesus tells us over and over again, in his time and in our own time through the scriptures, how the kingdom of God is like the kingdoms of the world turned upside down. God came to earth in the form of a man, the form of Jesus Christ. And he, as scripture says, he did not account equality with God as something to be exploited, but rather, rather emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. And again, that scene from the upper room before Jesus' crucifixion, where he takes off his outer robe, ties a towel around his waist, and begins to wash the feet of his disciples. And he doesn't just do it that one time and say, you know, this was a nice thing to do for you this once. He gives them the commission to go and do the same. He says, the greatest among you must be servant of all. And so in, this, in these parables today, we see how God seeks out and searches out the least and the lowest and those who would be forgotten, those who would be swept under the rug or left to fend for themselves in the wilderness of this world, the lost sheep, the lost coins, because they do have value. Yes, the, 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 what's left behind, what's safely stored up, that, that has value too. But the ones who go astray, the ones who get lost, they are of great value to God. And as he said, just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels over one sinner who repents. And we can't take this, uh, this gospel and uh, lord it over people. Again, following the example of Jesus, we do not uh, equate equality with God as something to be exploited. We don't equate our piety as something to be lorded over other people. But we must recognize that we all are sinners. We all, as the prophet Isaiah says, we all like sheep have gone astray, every one to his own way. And we are all, from time to time, are in need of that loving shepherd to come look for us. We all, from time to time, get lost 
uh, in the couch cushions of life, if you will, and need someone to come and pluck us out like that coin. And so we must always have our, our hearts and minds attuned to this. So whether we are safely in the fold with the 99, or whether we from time to time are out struggling in the wilderness by ourselves, we can know that we have a God who loves us. We have a God who keeps his promises. Remember the story we heard uh, from Exodus today where God was wrathful against the Israelites for casting the, the golden calf and worshiping it and saying, this is your God, Israel. He was ready to, to smite them, to use the Old Testament term. But Moses implored him to remember his promise that he made to, to uh, Abraham and to Isaac, to Israel, his servants, And God turned from his plan, and Moses went, of course, we know what happens, he grinds up the calf and and, uh, reads the people to filth. But but God turns from his plan to destroy them because of this bartering that he has with with, uh, Moses, which is really unique to the Judeo-Christian way of, of understanding God, but that's another sermon. But God keeps his promises. God goes after the lost. And he calls us to do the same. So as we, dis- as we uh, uh, sort of walk through and, and dis- rediscover our discipleship, let's bear this in mind, that we are like Timothy. All of us are sinners. All of us have been the beneficiaries of God's overflowing love and grace so that we may be examples to everyone else of his love and his power of forgiveness and healing and reconciliation And let us always be on the lookout for that lost sheep or that lost coin in our lives and to restore all things to unity with God through Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.